0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. We are on location at the 2022 NCAA Cross Country Championships in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Not exactly on location. We're not at the course. We're at the baseball stadium, which is about half a mile from the course, in one of the press boxes to record our recap pod for two just absolutely sensational, thrilling, exciting, surprising races. Gordon, how are you doing? I'm doing great.
1: But before we get to the meet, I mean, we're in uh, one of the press boxes, and we were working It's still cold. In fifty nine degree <laughs> press box, yeah. we didn't realize there was a thermostat. We're getting it up to sixty seven degrees. But I think it's lying. It's lying to us. It, it does feels not feel the 60 same as it, it did. It still feels yeah. fifty nine. It was cold out there today. I mean, they, they said it felt like seventeen degrees on yeah. the broadcast. Um, it wasn't that windy. I mean, I imagine you probably feel the wind a little bit differently if you're actually in the race. yeah. yeah. But it didn't feel like a, you know, windy type. Like whoa. Th- Crazy conditions. It wasn't
0: Tahoe 2019.
1: Yeah, because obviously no perci- participate precipitation, precipitation, precipitation. Close, but yeah, I feel like weather it was just like it was just good cross country weather. It was like it was cold, but it wasn't unbearable. You mm-hmm. know, you saw a lot of athletes had some arm sleeves. Some were just like running like it was normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was kind of surprised. I thought there'd be a little more like heads and gloves, but looking at it, it just felt like a typical fall race which just, is good just us wearing the caps yeah us wearing the caps but uh, the weather wasn't that much of an impact but what was an impact was what the athletes did and didn't do and surprised impressed mm-hmm. all these different adjectives put together and we'll start with the men and women let's start with the men that was okay. the
0: last last race of Woo. two today and that was that was the shocker that, that was a shocker uh, both in who ended up winning yes but also how they won NAU and Oklahoma State both score 83 points, but NAU gets it on the tiebreaker. NAU does it again. Neither of us had them picked. Neither of us, when you looked at the regular season, thought that this was possible. You never want to count out a team that has that much championship DNA, but we did. And we did what we thought uh, was for a good reason because we'd seen the results this year. We we couldn't figure a way where they were going to prevail out of that big four group of teams. The big four ended up being the top four teams BYU in third. Stanford and fourth. And before we dive into the race, I just wanna explain how I watched these results come in because it was so dramatic. Yeah. Because early on you got that three man breakaway. Yes. Right. You have Bosley, Nico Young up there with Charles Hicks at Stanford, and everyone's like talking about how this is like twenty seventeen, this is Day and Baxter and Justin Knight all over again. You were getting all nostalgic for it. It was incredible. <laughs> and Day and Baxter were here. Day and Baxter were, we're here. Watching it. Yeah. Probably to like uh, put the stamp of approval like, like we approve of this strategy we, we sign off on it and then you'd look at NAU's other people and you're like man this is going to be possible but it was tight it was close yes. BYU's in there Oklahoma State's in there like it's just going back and forth the entire way and then we're like oh man is NAU going to be able to hold on in previous years we would have said you know yes, is somebody course. else going to be able to come up there and, oh my gosh this is an upset yeah. things aren't going to plan but it was just weird to have NAU in the underdog role so we're at Oklahoma State though we're in Stillwater the results are on the big screen People finish. It's chaos. First result that goes up, they put Oklahoma State on top. Now, that's because NAU's fifth wasn't in, so it hadn't populated. But there was this huge cheer. And then about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds later, a huge groan because NAU goes on top by one point. 82 to 83. They had them listed by one point. And I said, oh my gosh, one point. I can't believe that happened. And the Oklahoma State people were Devastated. Yes. Devastated in front of me because they thought they had it and it was gone. Then I walk down, I hear another noise, and then I see that the results are Oklahoma State winning by like 20, 30 points. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah. And then I hear, so then I hear a loud cheer again, and then it was just confusion and chaos that ultimately ended with an a tie. 83, 83 tie. And it was a tie, Kevin. You've been
1: talking about it on the podcast. You hate the tiebreaker situation. And then yeah. here, yeah, yeah, yeah. there would be a different result if it was a tiebreaker on six runner versus the tiebreaker the way we do it, which is 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, first to three points, wins. In this situation, NAU had yeah. a better one runner. Obviously, they had a better two runner, and they had
0: a better four, four runner. runner. Yep, yep. Three and five Oklahoma State were better. And let me just say, both of these teams ran amazing. Incredible. Yes. Like they ran you, you look No at, regrets on either side. You look at North, Northern Arizona and I made fun of you because in the preview podcast you're just like, how do they win? Well Nico Young has to have a great race, Drew Bowser has to have a great race, Santiago Praza has to have a great race, George Kusha I mean it's like great, you know, to run fast, you gotta run fast. Like, there wasn't much analysis. No, but there that, was an
1: analysis of Santiago Praza has to have that breakout race. No one's heard of him and all of a sudden he's their well, number three runner. Yeah. And then Bosley and uh, George need to just sure sure sure. not Bosley uh, but, but Brody saying, and George just need to run all American. Right. That's what they did. But when it well,
0: they need to be better than all
1: American. That's true. Because, Brody had to be better. And George just had to be all American, but Brody had to be top
0: twenty. Santiago had to go beyond. It would have been a breakout race if Santiago had run thirtieth, but yes. that would have got them a ten point loss. Instead, he got eighteenth uh, or nineteenth place, scored eighteen points. But then you look at it from the Oklahoma State side. They ran amazing. 5-8-11-29-30. That's why I thought they won. Like, there was just so much orange coming across the line there that you thought that they did enough to win. Mayor was fifth. Uh, you had Isai Rodriguez uh, up there in eighth. Masawi was 12th. Uh, Shitsama and Rory Leonard yeah. came in bang, bang, like right next to each other. It's like that. If you told someone ahead of Shoppe time... Shopee ran well too. I mean, he was what? He was our sixth. Their yeah, 53. Yeah, 53. Yeah, but if you had said, hey, Oklahoma State's fifth guy is going to score 30, I would have said it would have been a route. Yeah. I would have said it would been a route. Not just a win, but a route. But like, this was incredible. BYU was up there. I thought they might be able to pull it off. They moved backwards big time. They gained 28 points in the last uh, little over a K. So they were out of it. But... You alluded to it earlier with Day and Baxter being here. The strategy for Mike Smith was gas, gas, gas. But it wasn't just a one-part strategy. It wasn't just about Bosley and Young. It was about kind of like pulling the whole race apart so that way those other guys could find their spots. And what Mike talked about afterwards was just the institutional memory on this team is crazy. You have so many people who have won championships. And he spoke about it just from a purely strategic perspective of we know how to perform here it's a hard race to yep. figure out but we have figured it out in some ways and he, like he pushed all the right buttons today and it worked. I think
1: something unique though. Obviously he pushed the right buttons, it, he he thinned out the herd. We were, they were talking about if you're in the top group, if you're in winning position at 5k, yeah, you're going to stay there. Right. I mean, that's what's hap- basically they knew you got to be if you don't get in position by 5, it's over. So they were in position, that that put themselves in a chance to win it. Yeah. They didn't really have any chance for uh, weak links the way like Oklahoma State could have had one. Their top six run poorly, and they would have had their sixth guy come in to run well. Yeah. So, but N. U. had to go five for five. But here's what worked out when they did the gas, gas, gas strategy, which is what Mike Smith calls it. Which is they go from the gun, go hard. Which yeah. is what Baxter and Day did in 2017. This time it was Drew Bosley, Nico Young. If let's be honest, no one had. I don't even think maybe Drew thought this but no one had Drew Bosley finishing third in this race. No. I think everyone thought Drew Bosley's great. He's going to be a low stick. He's going to score anywhere between 7 and 14 points. Yeah. And that would look like as a success. But because he went with Nico and Charles Hicks, he solidified that He's going to finish third. Yeah. And if he finishes fourth, they lose this race. That's what's crazy. They lose this meet. Yeah. And I honestly think if Drew Bosley doesn't go with them, they don't win this race. Because I don't think Drew Bosley outkicks that chase pack. He's not going to outkick Dylan Jacobs and Alex Mayer and Graham Blanks. He's going to be in that pack and fall to eighth or something like that. But because he went for it in that first five to seven K, he basically clinch the opportunity for NA to win. If he doesn't do that, well, you know, they're not going to make
0: up other points. Like Bozi's going to finish 8th and then they're going to lose. In retrospect, they ran it as if every single point mattered. Counted, yeah. which I know people say that in generally, but there's also a lot of years when you're like, "All right, let's just get this guy in the 20s, let's get this person in the 40s, and that should be enough because we're just overwhelmingly deep and we can win." But I talked to Hicks afterwards in the interview. It was like it was kind of weird like the individual race had such a huge like stake in the yeah in in the team race. Like if Oklahoma State had won on the tiebreaker, well, if like Young beats Hicks, he would have won. Yeah, like like and, and it, like that. You know, you can find a point anywhere. That's yeah. the fun part about cross country. But having those individuals up in the mix too. And you're right because Bosley. I mean, who fell back? He was 11 seconds behind Nico at the finish. Didn't feel like like that. He felt like he was such a huge part of the race. But you know, two seconds still ahead of Dylan Jacobs and. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the I would difference.
1: say NAU won because of three reasons. First reason, Drew Bosley having the guts to go with Nico. Second reason, Santiago, Praz- San- Santiago Prazer opening the door as the next great NAU guy who's going to be here for a few years. You know, he's, He had like Abdi Haman nerd type race. He had like a true freshman Drew Bosley type race. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm going to finish top 20 and guess what? Next year? I'm going to be running in that front pack. I'm going to be part of a new trio of Drew, Nico, and Santiago, maybe Solomon if he comes back in the mix. So that was number two reason Santiago having the welcome to the elite status moment. Yeah. And then third and final, but most importantly, was George Kusha. Yeah. Let's look at his performance on this course. When he ran here for Nebraska, he finished like outside the top 100, was not good. He is a miler. This is a hard course. You're running a 10K as a miler on a hard course. It's not going to look good for you. He comes back here. Cowboy Jamboree runs awful as well, and we were thinking, okay, the Nebraska thing. You're not on the team that you can scratch that, out, scratch that as like whatever that happened in 2021. But then Cowboy Jamboree, it's like we need you to be their number three or four guy. You're running like their number eight guy, and then he had a bad nutty comb, and he had a, a, a okay Big Sky, but like you were like, ah, it's Big Sky. I don't know. And then he doesn't run regionals, so you're like, all right. This is either going to be amazing, yeah. or it's going to crash and burn, and odds makers would have probably put their money on crash and burn. But George, Cush, he's good. He's run the thirteen thirties. He's a great miler. Yeah, he's one of the best milers in the country. And I was watching. I was like, they're any of you can win, but like they're relying on George to hold on into that thirty to forty range. And I was like. Is he going? Is this Miler going to feel fine from nine k to ten k?
0: We held it, and he held it, he and held, he yeah. held
1: it. Like he was saying, like the reason I held it was because I'm running for all my teammates. Like there's something about it when you know there's six other guys who are counting on you to hold it. He's going to run out of his mind. He's going to run out of his comfort zone, and he ultimately is the, the biggest reason because you know. We Hasty,
0: too. I don't think anybody had
1: Hasty finishing that. I no one high. had Hasty finishing 25th, but I did still have Hasty being All-American. Yeah, And AC still ran amazing. But, like, I'm not surprised with Hasty. I'm surprised that Drew went for it. Yeah, I'm surprised Santiago had his coming out moment. And I'm surprised that George got it on the third time. I mean, try. they
0: all – all of them had an A race. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could – if you're going to be, like – grade Nico Young on like a ridiculously no, high curve that's an A race yeah got second. I mean I think all that of, was a close second it wasn't a broken away second. but like A plus you could probably say most of those guys had A plus race. yeah everyone had an A plus race even yeah. Nico Nico had an A plus race right, yeah. but, but if I told you going in Nico's getting second you'd be like okay that makes sense Does, that doesn't mean that anyone's gonna win yeah. and, if, and if I just revealed a little bit of information at a time I said okay but also Drew Bolles is gonna get third you'd be like wait, wait what? what and then I'd say and Santiago Prosser is gonna get 19th you'd be like okay I'm listening now and then and then I just kept going and kept going. You'd be like, these they're all outperforming yeah. their benchmarks. And it just again, this was his best coaching job. He <sighs> talked afterwards about having, you know, a ton of talent and all this other and stuff. And he said he made mistakes during Nuttycomb. Nuttycom. So You're maybe saying? so maybe they were underrated because of how they're running at Nuttycomb. But I still think just based on what they lost going into this year and how they looked throughout the year, I still think this is the best, the best like championship level, like performance for them just because it was so unexpected and you had a bunch of eight plus races on the same day so. um
1: talking after so nau obviously we'll, we'll talk about the legacy or we'll talk about the legacy now six out of seven yeah that does not happen i mean this is like we're talking arkansas utep type era right now right? yeah this was supposed to be we kind of it? forgot to like look weird because they came in we were thinking they're gonna get fourth like it's fine yeah. they're so good they're still getting fourth but now that they're getting so
0: now they winning, get they're get, six or seven. They get to go for four in a row again. This time we'll see what happens. They they got stopped last time after three. But it looks like you look at their squad. I mean, Prosser could come back, Young, Bosley.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'll have a good th- I mean, Brody Hasey could come back, but that might be uh, – do lose. I want to run run a, a sixth year uh, or fifth or sixth Cush is year? is a senior. Kuchis is gone. You'd that think Colin Solomon, who was their last, last finisher here. He was the seventh man. Yeah he might, he'll probably be a little bit better and oh, maybe yeah. Yeah, to yeah. have like his breakout, his brother, yeah. Aaron Solomon's coming in. So maybe they still have that recipe. They still have some good people that weren't, like Kang, Nia, Nia, Kang, Nia? His name's Kang. Yeah. He was running up there with Santiago Prazer like early in the year. So, yeah. NAU, yeah. they're going to be the favorites going into next year, which is crazy. they could be go, now going for seven of eight. It's like, what's going on? Uh But let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma State Stanford and BYU We said Oklahoma State They return everybody But one too they re- But they lose One of the main guys Isai, Isai. yeah, yeah And he was great. How many points Did he score He was eight today Yeah so that's I mean He ran great It's still good They had a good six man So Oklahoma State Will still be in a mix And he will still be in a mix BYU will still be in a the mix They ran
0: I think they ran As we thought they would And I So here's what's crazy About BYU All their top seven Scored under 50 points like <laughs> Their yeah. seventh man it's how, scored sort of how, 49 points. You, I don't even know. If, did the New Mexico women do that? Or New Mexico women didn't do that because their six and seven dropped off. But yeah. it, it, it was pretty similar. The but depth, depth is the, unreal. The, and 132, yeah, you lost some points there toward the end. But again, if you said, hey, your fifth is going to get 44. You know, we said before, I said I think they need four or five All-Americans to win. Turns yeah. out that they probably needed, they needed more than They that. need more than that. Yeah, just solid depth. Again, I don't know if you're that upset if you're if you're BYU. Yeah,
1: BYU still had a good race. I Stanford is the one where it kinda once Cole Sprout knew he didn't have it, yeah. He was up there in the mix, started fading, fell into the sixties. Clearly he wasn't hundred percent healthy. He didn't run at regionals. Yeah. It's people saying it's a hamstring issue. So that's and the thing is, when you see your one of your big three start fading, yeah, the rest of the team realizes like now we're just trying to hold on, and they were luckily able to hold on. They they burned a lot of points, and Wake Forest, who finished fifth, yeah, Wake Forest, great run, nine points back. They were just nine points back of podium
0: uh, on Stanford. Uh, what are your thoughts on the well, Stanford situation? Stanford, I think you're right. I think you have a big three. One of the, them isn't there. I, NAU ran the race. I thought Stanford would run. Yeah. I thought with Robin, I thought Robinson and Hicks, nice. could, Hicks could be, would be up together. there, and then sprout could you know come in the in the teens or maybe that and they yeah. could just be waiting on the four and the five because stanford goes one ten forty eight sixty seven sixty nine i mean i think other than hicks they all they all wanted better yeah. days like when they chartered it out they so it's not it's not any one person it's a it's a group here i mean obviously other than hicks because he can't score less than one but i was impressed with hicks too i mean what a what a just a battle from the get-go he was going against two nau guys up there. that's hard to do yeah because there's mental games, because yeah. you know, like they have it easier, because they know what they're doing. And Could you call like Justin Knight, like midway, through? and be like, "Hey, ha- help! How do you how do you do this?"
1: Yeah, I Justin mean, Knight and Charles Hicks, the, uh, the the non-American going up against, you know, I guess Matt Baxter was an American. What's an American? is right? Yeah, two NAU you guys. Two, two going nations. against two NAU versus non-American. Yeah, the world. The uh, world. NAU versus the world. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah.
0: That's 20, NAU versus the world. I think, but I think. It, you know, it helped him too yeah. because it did string out the race. You didn't have a situation where you had 20 people in the mix at five K. I mean, you look at these splits, it's crazy, you know, by what one K, one K they were together, but by two K, those three were three seconds away and, and then it held kept going all the way to the end. And, you know, he talked about how he had, um, a similar situation last time it was in Stillwater, like being in, amidst the NAU guys and he got spit out the back, but, not this time. So someone to watch for sure. It's ex- exciting. First, he makes history. No Stanford yep. individual. Man or woman has won an incidentally cross-country title. Think about all the greats that have come through Stanford's program. Right. Women oh, and men. Hall, Chris Derrick, all the greats, yeah. Oh, yeah, going back even even farther, right? I mean, they've had a they had just some absolute studs um, on that team, and no individuals got it done, and, and they did it today. Didn't get the team stuff done. I think, though, team-wise, like you look at Stanford squad, what to come back, because Hicks could come back, Robinson could come back. Um, What six of their seven could come back, plus they add the youngs, yeah, Lex and Leo. I think Stanford's gonna, gonna be in the mix. There's gonna again. be, you know,
1: and the question will Charles Hicks go pro? I guess he's the one that you know, because they're all they're, all, the s- they're all sophomores eligibility wise. But yeah. they all been in school for like some, like I think Chick Hicks has been in school for four years. Four years, yeah. So yeah. there might be that, like, all right, I'm done with cross country eligibility. Cross
0: country eligibility is a surprise sometimes. Yeah. You click, like, oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, you got, you're like
1: negative eligibility. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. still a high school senior. <laughs> Just erases two years. Yeah. <laughs> Come you've, back. You've never actually. Connor Mance is running next season. Yeah, <laughs> so we're
0: good. All right. Are there any other takeaways from the men's race? Jacobs, fourth. Alex Mayer, fifth. Graham Blank, sixth. Casey Klinger, seventh. Then Rodriguez, Wolf. And then. And then Robinson. But the top four were who we thought. I guess Wake yeah. Forest is a surprise.
1: Wake Forest. But they're not really surprised. I mean, they they were the the team battling for that fifth spot. Yeah. Because you look at the score. Wisconsin was two twelve. They were only. A sleeper. They They were just right behind Wake Forest. Only 17 back at the podium. So. Yeah, 17 back at the podium. I do say individually, the the most wildest, I guess, Dylan Shup, uh, Schubert. Yeah. He goes 11th. No one had him from Furman. All the other guys were kind of the names we've been talking about. Brian Fay had a good race. Washington, um, but yeah, I mean, it all just comes down to seeing NAU. We we just kind of were thinking this is going to be Oklahoma State, BYU, yeah. or Stanford. NAU is kind of there just because of tradition, and then they're like, nope, it's actually it reality. It wasn't
0: even it wasn't even close enough in our opinion to be like, is this the end? Because it was just sort of assumed. It was a bit anticlimactic because yeah. if they went out today and got fourth, it would have been like it's yeah. different than when they lost. Uh, in terra a few yeah. years ago where it's like okay they're the number one team and like We already just... kind of put the end of it to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It would have been an upset in terms of historically looking at the last five, ten years, but it wouldn't have been an upset given this season. You know, yeah. it'd have been like Alabama football or whatever, like yeah. them losing in the national championship when they're twelve and oh versus them going ten and two and not even making the SEC yeah. championship game. I felt I thought we were on that Portion of it, but we were clearly not, and I'm I'm just impressed that they were they were able to to, to cook this up. Do you want to talk about the tiebreaker, or has that been beaten to death? No, Cold, we're talking about. Colt's not producing, so we can't tell us we're on reruns. I guess let me just give my argument for one minute, and then you give your argument for one minute of why the tiebreaker should stay the same, or why the tiebreaker should change. Okay, go. You want to do it? undo do that. Okay. Yeah, why should the tiebreaker be six man,
1: which would have meant that Oklahoma State. Would have won the national title
0: here. Yeah, and I'll take out the teams because both deserving teams, like I said, both yeah ran but great today. We're
1: talking about it because yeah. it came down to a tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean literally, Which like kind of cool. Mike's been talking about arm. protesting
0: and stuff too because of where the line was versus where the chip picked up yeah. and you know your chest crosses and everything like that. Uh, I think a lot of people thought six six runner was tiebreaker. It's not in nope. college; it hasn't been in college, but it is in most of high school, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, my pushback to it is. You've already counted the first five. And the way they do it now is you score one versus one, two versus two. And whoever has the most individual wins, they win the tiebreaker. My point is we already did that to get to 83 points. That's how you got to 83 points. So adding up again the component parts isn't really revealing. I think cross country is cool because theoretically every runner matters. And ties don't happen that often. So I'm fine with it going to the sixth person. It's nice and clean. The other one I'll accept if we don't want to do six runner, because you say, all right, well, what if you don't get six runners across the line? Then you then you forfeit. To which I say, okay, then you just don't win the tiebreaker. Like if you have two people get injured or hurt or they can't finish, it's like all right, th- tiebreakers are kind of up in the air. That's that's you know penalty kicks in soccer, not always the best team wins. But I'll say if we don't go with the the six runner, I would say combined time, combined time would be my second choice, and somewhere way down the list would be our current system. Okay, this is my argument. Your rebuttal, Mr. Mack.
1: We have two teams, Oklahoma State and NAU. They're tied. Who should decide who had a better team? Oklahoma State's 6 men and NAU's 6 men, or Charles Hicks?
0: I'm you a oh, I thought you were going to do a minute no, who should decide? I'm at,
1: no, No, I'm just asking you to decide. It's a theoretical question. I don't want you to answer the question.
0: Because I think— men. Uh, no, Wait. Wait, what? Su- Actually, pose the question again. Sorry, I was letting you speak. I was giving you the it's floor. It's a trick question. Go ahead. Neither. Rhetorical should decide. question. Neither should decide. Do you know who should decide it? The
1: five guys, because right now that score of eighty-three versus eighty-three is only that because of Charles Hicks. Yeah, but And because of other guys. But that's
0: how cross country works. No, Everything I want to know in.
1: who's the best between these two teams. I don't want Charles Hicks and Aaron Benfeld affecting the score between NAU and. Oklahoma State so you know what I want to do I want to take them all out I want to remove all the other runners and then score the meet and that's what head to head does you remove all the other runners you score the meet and when you score
0: the meet which is NAU and Oklahoma State on the track on the course NAU wins no, 40 and slip they're not on the track they're on a course which means there's 31 teams and you got to get around everybody no but it's a
1: tiebreaker. you remove the 29 other teams and you only look at the two there you're trying to break the tie between no. you don't look at the six runners you look at the two teams.
0: You just re- so what I think you should do is you remove all the other teams, which is they do, and head to head, and he wins. I mean, it's weird to say why should Charles Hicks matter in the team score, but like, but they all of those other runners matter to create the score to begin with. Like, why would you not just yeah because have a million individual because it
1: was like let's get into the details. Like, did yeah. did. It should be and the six. Do- no, it shouldn't be the six. It should be
0: the six. It's okay run. to say it. You are just it's taking it okay. aside because you want to argue. No, it. no I do. I think it's a very it, no. clean, concise Headed. way to do it. I will
1: say this: Dave Smith, who is pro the tiebreaker, I believe in, which is head to head. Yeah, he's on the, the bad end of this, and he still thinks you know these are the rules. He's not like he's not looking to change the rule. He's like we knew the rules going in,
0: and this is what it is. There was a about a thirty. Well, yeah, of course he's going to say that, yeah. and he should. That's how I would say it too, but I don't think that means so, – I have to say – should there be this. an asterisk on the NAU title. <laughs> there should not be an asterisk on the NAU title. Because we'll it's be a fraudulent tiebreaker win. It is. The tiebreaker is fraudulent. The win isn't fraudulent because – But they, they won on the tiebreaker. They played, by the, tie
1: fraudulent, they so played when, by the
0: rules. It's not like they would have changed their strategy. all <laughs> oh, the six runners just like checked out because it's like, well, if it's tied, I'm screwed. Uh, Oklahoma's sixth scored 50. NAU's sixth scored 79. So it wouldn't have been uh, – it wouldn't have been close. That six one, but Ryan Shapi would have been a hero. Been amazing. Instead, all five runners get
1: to be heroes. I suppose to just the six runner. Well, they all
0: would have been because everybody would have been responsible for making sure they held that spot. But anyway, <sighs> I'm just—we have been talking about this all year, so I felt like it was fitting that it actually came down to a. Ty- oh, like man. when I when I saw it up there, it I was, was like, cool. oh man! And then I said, and then you're like, who who had it? I was hoping for clarity's sake that the six runner and it was the same one through five way. was the same, but of course it's not because it never is. So that's why this debate will never end.
1: Which is why the six-runner as a tiebreaker is a bad tiebreaker. Because if it's never the same, clearly it's
0: not correct. It should, well, There's not that many ties. That's the problem. We need more ties. Wait, there's not enough ties. And I will this. say, based on what I was just observing here and hearing around me, a lot of people had no clue what the tiebreaker was. Because yeah. everybody was looking at, at six-runner. Everybody yeah. was talking about, oh, what's the what what's the way they're going to break the tie between these two teams. All right. Do you want to go to the uh, temperature check? It is 73 degrees It is here. not. It is not 70 degrees. toes are freezing. Uh, women's side, women's side, uh, women's side. NC State one fourteen, New Mexico one forty, Alabama one sixty six, Oklahoma State two oh one. This is an exciting race to watch. Uh, Parker Valby after a uh, running with the group for oh about a minute. No, no, it was it uh, <laughs> like a, a little a a kilometer, mile. yeah, a mile, little,
1: little bit, about a mile.
0: Yeah, so Valby takes off. Uh, her lead swells up to twelve seconds. It looked for a while there like it was going to be able to hold until the end. Um, Tui eventually left the the chase pack, which was really big. There was, a, there was yes. a large chase pack. A lot of people were still in it. That made me think, okay, she's got another gear because there's so many women still left in this pack. Uh, she took off to chase down Valby Cotter on that final hill um, to get the win. I mean, if you pay attention to course records and cross country, like Tui and Valby absolutely – Absolutely smashed it, yeah. but you know a lot of that's because the, the weather was a little bit colder today than, or a lot colder day than it was when they had the championship in in March. Um, so Valby holds on for second. Um, How come Kelsey Camille is third?
1: Yeah, I was. I thought there was a moment when I thought Tui was going to let Parker win. I was like, Tui's just so locked in on the team race that like, there's no point of risking going too hard, then dying on that final hill, and then. When you would have gotten second, you're now getting sixth, and those four points could have been the difference maker. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I thought was going on. But clearly she had the utmost confidence in her ability to catch her. But then I was thinking, okay, you catch her. don't. Last time when that happened, when she caught Arkansas at the Penn Relays, four by 1,500. You're going way back. That's not that way back. It's this year. She she kept going, and then – I thought she had it at that point. Okay. She had made up so much ground. By yeah, that point. but like there was and like a, so, there was, was so a concern. Tough. I was like, is she, maybe she should wait a little longer. Like, don't make the move too. Like, make sure you collect yourself. You caught her. You did a lot of work to get there. Now wait and then go. But she was just such an, a better, you know, having a better day that day was able to just kind of just continue to pull away and then just, it, excellent were, it was like, perfect it game close, plan. Yeah, perfect game plan. Like they played that yeah. excellently. Valby did say that she thought there was. Uh, more time to catch her she thought it was 800 meters and not 200 meters ago or something like that Mm. so she was like she says she probably would have started her kick a little bit earlier yeah and that strategically she kind of feels like there might have been i mean i don't she's not saying she would have won but she is saying like she wishes she would have gone sooner to try to get caitlin back yeah and and, you know but at the end of the day the two best runners in the nation separated separated and they were clearly better than everyone else here and I'm excited to see them race Again. you know, on a track when you take away the conditions, take away the team aspect when it's just going to be who's got it in that 3K and that 5K indoors and then a rematch, out, ultimately the 5K outdoors. So Parker well, Balby's not going anywhere. You're already Caitlin, zooming
0: ahead to outdoors. Kaelin Toohey's
1: not going anywhere. They're both great. And yeah. here's a question. What, what, let's say they race three more times at a championship race this season.
0: Like indoors and outdoors. Indoors
1: and outdoors. What will be the win-loss record between the two? Of them? Uh, two and one. Okay, I'm, two to Caitlin. Yeah, to one I mean, it
0: just it seems like they're pretty close. But also, like I'm I starting talk, to think three to Caitlin. I I was talking to Chris Alinsky, yeah, Parker's coach, and I asked him, like, have you guys figured out like what type of runner Parker is yet? Because she's gotten so good, yeah. and I, The way she ran this year was so aggressively you know, taking the lead and, and pushing the pace. And I think they're still trying to like, you know, like she's still so new to this. And like her, her mileage is, is still so low that it's like hard to figure out like, cause it's like, all right, 5k, 10k, like what's going to be better for her. She obviously got second in the, yeah. in, in the five, but it's like, um, you know, how, how is she going to do in the 1500? She's just on a, she's like on a very interesting trajectory right now. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. But, um, I'll be interested to see how she does
1: indoor her mile time. I think the thing that she's going to want to work on is that speed, work mm-hmm. on that kick. Tui clearly has great 1,500-meter ability. Yeah. And if you want to be a great 15, 5K runner, you need to have a, a strong kick and you need to be a great 1,500-meter runner. And Valby, we never really looked at as a miler much. Uh, so I think we're going to see her really
0: attack some sub-430 miles Today, Today was a victory for the plans basically like any you men had a plan and it worked yes like on the women's side of things nc state and Tui like had a plan and it worked right she held back and then went and then even though other people might have been like oh man yeah is it is the gap too big is the gap too big it was there was about a 800 meter stretch there where you were like oh no is she going to close it, and then it was just like immediately answered of no, it's it's going to be Tui.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a perfect scenario too for NC State. They go one three, they go technically one two when it comes to scoring, scoring, yeah. which is you can't ask for anything better in that situation. But I also say I think Parker's plan was fine too. Oh, I know. Yeah, like yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not. It's I'm okay not saying, that she lost to Kaylin Tui. I I think yeah. like oh, I'm not saying she didn't. I didn't. I'm not I saying think Parker's he, gonna. Be, I mean, Tui might go pro. We'll see if they come back if they're both back here. Next year, do you think they'll both be back here next year? Yeah. In cross country? Yeah. yeah. You don't think
0: either will go pro? I think they'll both be back here. I, I, I wasn't saying other people had a lack of a plan. I'm just saying that the teams that won, like, clearly had something in mind of how the race was going to yeah. unfold, and it worked. And so many times, incidentally, cross country, it doesn't go to plan because of the conditions, because of the expectations of the yeah. pressure, and that didn't happen. And they both put two in the top three. In this, yeah, in this situation. situation. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, um, Valby, I'm excited, which does indoor, I think. She uh I think this is good. When you when you keep losing to the same runner, it just keeps you motivated, it keeps you going, it makes you even work harder. She obviously she had an incredible summer and fall season to get to this point no compared to where she was last year. Look, year over year, it's like ten X. And now you know, you know I mean look, Caitlin Tue, she had how many like kind of like disappointing second place finishes? She had well, like a bunch. No, it was that
0: indoor season.
1: Indoor, but like I guess you could argue cross country.
0: She wasn't. She, she didn't. Never quali- she didn't
1: qualify for NCAAs. Like the yeah. first few years, too. like she had to like have some losses. To now, she's like gets the NCA outdoor title. Now she gets her first cross title, and now she's going to be the favorite yeah, yeah. this entire season. And like you know, maybe that's what Parker needs to go through. She needs to have a couple like rough second place finishes. You're like, oh dang! I thought this was my season. I thought this was my year. Yeah. And then you know, one year later, you know, we could be saying, well, we're talking about Caitlin this year could be Parker Valby of 2024.
0: Yeah. Again, they both take a lot away from this all positive. And yeah. even looking at the team side of things. Like we said, NC State wins, but then New Mexico. I don't think they can be upset with with second. No. They score 20, 23, 31, 32, 34. Eleven second spread. Eleven second spread. 14 places between one and five, just vintage yes. New Mexico. You go farther on Alabama got third. They go five, eight, 12, 14, 127. But that's what we expected from them. And the Alabama women get on the podium. I mean, a lot of people did not have them on the podium, you know, last year. Like if we were doing the way too early rankings for last year, yeah. for this year, no one was probably saying Alabama. And they were led by Olomomoy freshman, yep. or Juco transfer, uh, she got sixth. Taisma ninth. Acole fourteenth. And Mercy Chilanga got got sixteenth. Like look at the look at the uh, the depth up front there for Alabama. And then Oklahoma State. I guess you'd say, all right, people maybe thought they would have been higher up six, eleven, forty seven, sixty two, seventy five, but they still get on the they still get on the podium competing at home. So I mean, again, it wasn't. Like, uh, I think there's a lot of positives across the board for a lot of these teams. Yeah, Oklahoma
1: State, I think, was kind of like, maybe we could do it. Billa uh, yeah, she she didn't run as well. That was kind of what did them in for their their team title chances. Alabama, they did the best they could do. And their fifth ran the best fifth you could run for her ability. And at the end of the day, I thought that Alabama would have like a low – like, I thought like their – 3-4 3-4 would be like finishing 25-35. Yeah, yeah. But their 3-4 finished 12-14, yeah. which is – put it all together. It's a lot of points, and that really solidified themselves in the top four. New Mexico, you can't ask – I mean, they're just going up against a much better team in NC State. And if New Mexico is going to do the pack thing, it's going to be hard to beat a team that you know mm-hmm. has two people in the top three. And you would also say – I think New Mexico kind of ran like BYU men. You're like – Yeah, yeah. You're going to run well, and you're going to podium. But, like, if you want to be in the mix to potential, you need to have two people going up into the front. Two those extremely low sticks. Yeah. That's what NC State had. I mean, they went 1, 2, 13, 24, and 74. So there was a drop-off between 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. But – you go one, one, two, 13, one, two, 13 yeah. 24. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was all interchangeable. I mean, they who who was the, the fifth runner this time around? It, I, I think their fifth runner has changed throughout every race they've run. So fifth runner was Brooke Robert. Yeah, she ran. She ran well, 74. She went up 17 places in the final K. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't really close. It wasn't like a like, oh, what's going to happen? It would have been close if New Mexico put, you know,
0: one or two up higher. but yeah. Well, the tradition continues of needing to score 10 or fewer with your number one yep runner. And the America.
1: tradition continues. This is breaking tradition. Alabama's fourth runner
0: beat NC State's oh, yeah, fourth runner. One. We've got to update the spreadsheet. Yeah,
1: But at <laughs> NAU's fourth runner beat. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alabama's Oklahoma fourth Alabama's fourth runner 14. 14 points that's, insane. that's such a good that's what they score five top top four yeah. uh, surprises outside of the podium I mean North Carolina was in the yeah. mix early on they get fifth and then NAU who we thought could get the podium they um, they finished sixth Notre Dame seventh BYU eighth BYU was in fourth with a little over a K to go thought they might be able to surprise and get on yeah. the podium Virginia
1: women top ten that's impressive impressive finlanana again her, his team together there uh any other individual wise uh i mean bailey hernstein and elise stearns they both ran well in the top five I'm trying to find like a notable like no one was talking about you type runner i guess syracuse athlete who's that savannah rourke yeah so Caitlin mccain fell 24th yeah yeah
0: 24th so, yeah uh, do you want to talk about the, the draft? draft and yes. How the chat just destroyed us? The the listeners. The listeners know best. The listeners. We should listen
1: to the listeners more often because they know how to draft correctly. Uh so I did a scoring. The draft had Drew Bosley, Charles Hicks, and Nico Young. Like, that's not fair. They had all the best runners. I'm looking at the draft. Um team. And 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 they also had Elise Stearns who ran really well on the women's side. But when you look at on women's side, Chat scored 41, I scored 44, you scored 65, Colt scored 141. Mm -hmm. On the men's side, Chat scored 48, (laughs) Kevin scored 94, I scored 121, Colt scored 101. When you total it up, Chat 89 points. Kevin, 159. Yes. Gordon, 165. Colt, 242. Mm-hmm. And if you do scoring where it's just regardless of gender. Your best five. Best, your best five regardless of gender. Chat scored 17 points. So they were two points away from having a perfect score on us if they just scored on uh, gender uh, neutral. So
0: The chat just embarrassed chat us.
1: Chat embarrassed us. Chat gave us a big The power SL. of
0: four minds. Or five, however many Do you, people. You, you gotta
1: take a little bit of credit for this though, because you were like the, the chat whisperer. You made maybe selected the pick technically.
0: Yeah, but usually I was just waiting for someone to get to two. Dude, if I was in in your role, I would take credit. For take credit for the chat's winning, dude, man. Chat had one, two, three. They had happen? one, two,
1: three in the men's side. How did who
0: did I pick in the men's race? I don't even remember. Do we have that? okay, here we go. I had Kai Robinson, Dylan Jacobs, Parker Wolf, not only Blank, Sprout, Curtain. They not didn't. only did the
1: chat have one, two, three in the men's side, they picked them in that order. They picked
0: Hicks first, then they picked Nico second,
1: and then they picked Drew Bosley third.
0: Yeah. Well, but then you think, okay, then their women's team is going to be really bad, but their women's team wasn't. Terrible. Yeah, because they
1: still had Elise Stearns, which was the good sleeper pick. She was top five. Cook and was they, way up there? Uh, the Harvard girl Ramsden. Ramsden ran extremely well. So. So you won on women. No, they won on women and on men. I was three points behind them on women. Oh, I thought they only. No, they got. They scored forty-one and I scored (laughs) forty-four. They they won both. It was embarrassing. They really. But it's great. That means.
0: But here's the thing. They owe Colt five bucks because that was a. Technically,
1: the chat has gotten all their information from us. No, they've got all their information. We kind of. I don't know about that. We are the source of information for the chat. (laughs) So if the chat wins, we're winning.
0: Yeah. Because it's our chat. It's the Flow Check podcast chat. I think they have a lot more knowledge than, than we do. Let's check in the temperature here. Temperature check, 68. It 68? went back down. It was 74. How did, that, how did that happen? I don't know. Chat talk. What is going on? All What's right. So on? now we're going to do another podcast on Monday. Yeah. Right? So well, anything we didn't talk about today, which I'm sure we missed some stuff, I'm sorry if we didn't talk about your favorite team. I apologize. We'll talk about it on Monday. This was just the instant reaction. We'll do way too early picks. Way too early picks. I'm, I'm going go NAU. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to NAU and NC State. And NAU
1: can lose all their top seven. But like, It yeah. doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm yeah, not I, I don't think is, I'm doing
0: it again. What do you mean? I'm just not doing it again. Doing what? I'm not getting tricked by NAU again. Okay. I'm not going to do it. You're going to. They win. did their regular season. They, you could make an argument. They shouldn't have even been fourth. Coming in. You can make an argument it yeah. should have been lower. That was still reputation. Yeah, we were giving them. them yeah, you porch. were giving them reputation points, and they freaking won the NCAA championship again. So I'm not picking against them again. Like, mark my words. Record this podcast if I'm here next year. Like, I'm picking them. Like, it doesn't matter if they're like if they get fourth. In all in hurt, hurt. They're all like on big, the IR. If they're fourth in Big Sky, I'm picking them. <laughs> if yeah, if they're not even
1: qualified, you're gonna pick them. I'm gonna say
0: they're gonna show up
1: in where is it
0: next year? I think Missouri.
1: No, Charlottesville.
0: It's in Charlottesville. Okay, they're going to show up, and then they're going to they're gonna win. Like, it's just – like, we're all defenseless at this point. Because not only would this one have been the one to lose because of the depth – or not the depth, because of just the quality of team and the regular season. It also would have been the one to lose because, oh, it's a tiebreaker, fluky yeah. thing, weird thing happens. And they got that title. It's also crazy they won this
1: year, but they didn't win in 2019. Yeah. That was their best team. Their 2019 was their best team.
0: That's and why you followed
1: them for a yeah. documentary. And answers. they had their best – which shows that's what cross-country is. It shows how great of a win it was for BYU. Yeah.
0: But maybe in two years we're going to look back on this team because Santiago Progress Proc- is going to win won like his seventh individual title and we're going to say – Oh, yeah, no, that was a great oh, team. Oh, that was like – was that the best NAU team in yeah. retrospect? Because you have to factor that in too. Maybe. So, yeah.
1: Because
0: uh, – well – I mean, Nico's that guy, right? is he's, he's got that dog in him. Bosley today proved he's got that dog. He had a dog in him, right? But also got the dog. Yeah, Brody's and always then, been a dog. Yeah, and then so then you kind of look at it from that way. It's like, okay, well, why did we pick him that low? But then you just look, and I know Mike said Nutty Comb. He put that on put that on me, like something I did, in the preparation didn't have them ready. But I don't. They just looked like this was going to be the year where they wouldn't just lose, but potentially tumble out of the top four.
1: And I will say, it's great that Ryan Raff is four, like the four. ultimate one, two, you know, shook, g- gets the A on the group project without doing anything type guy. He, hey, he did something. I mean, he did something. He did something. He goes, He was there. He finished in top 100. First time breaking top 100. Yeah. But
0: Four the, rings, baby.
1: He's now four for four. And the one year that coach chose to not put him in was 2019 yeah. when they chose to put Blaze Farrow in over him. Uh, but Ryan Raff, hell of a career. He's just ultimate team player. He When you, when you know he is standing next to you, you know you guys are going to potentially win a national title,
0: and he's four for four. I think he's hes the only one on the NAU team who has four. Four, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, four, four, four. Uh, a bunch of NAU alums were there. Yep. You were doing an interview with the current athletes. I walked into the sun to stand by where the alums were, and they were giving you a hard time to me. Like, Gordon didn't pick him. Gordon didn't pick him, But you believed right. And I'm like, listen, i got to be honest, guys. <laughs> I'm lucky. I just kept him in the top four. <laughs> I didn't pick him either. But they mostly were going at you for. But I did pick them for your pick. Well, you I, said the heart, and they he did the whole ma- massive hedge thing. You have to. You have one pick. You got to make it because no one's going to believe you if you make two picks. But I, my point to them was like, could you blame us? Like no. what? Like there's what evidence? Like, yeah, yeah what evidence was there that yeah. they were going to get picked? Also, alumni, five k today. Nau, ner, <laughs> who's here? halva Baxter. Baxter Day. Day I'm sure they could get a fifth somewhere yeah. I, don't, I don't know I'm sure there was another fast alum who was there did somebody on FaceTime too to talk to Ash to yeah you Caleb was up? on oh, okay <laughs> yeah they're all
1: it's it's ridiculous any six out of seven yeah it's crazy alright we'll leave it there what have you done six out of seven times successfully nah
0: uh, not a lot not a lot not even maybe two out of imagine, seven imagine
1: like the Dodgers winning six of the past seven World Series
0: yeah it's it's unprecedented. Imagine a
1: basketball team like what, has this happened in sports like in any
0: division mid, one mid major and it's a mid major or a, what do yeah. I call them now non a group of five whatever like it would be an, Alabama doesn't even win six of seven yeah. football
1: titles yeah. like we have to recognize this
0: this one and this one again is gonna it's gonna stand out not just because it was a tiebreaker but also just because of you looked at the regular season because there it, were there was a point there. Where it was just like Nettiecomb, NAU's gonna roll, like conference was gonna roll, like yeah. it this is ridiculous. Like, this is not this is no contest. Like they weren't just winning races during that golden era. They were completely dominating, yeah.
1: dominating They're running the way Stanford was running. Yeah. They're running the way Oklahoma State was running.
0: Better than that. Better than that. They were running like Stanford. If you had never seen cross country before, you'd be like, All right that look at all the gold yeah. jerseys up front or all the blue jerseys up front, right? Like it was just they were doing it in a way that made you think that there's no chance anybody else could even compete they look like they're playing a different sport and then that receded this year and they still managed to get it done so
1: chat we love you
0: we can't see you
1: we can't see you like subscribe uh if you guys were chatting in this video because i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend this is live i'm gonna premiere oh it.
0: we should have said it we should have said at the beginning it's not live yeah well they're gonna find uh, out now it's not know. live
1: <laughs> they've been talking to us for an hour That's not awkward. realizing it's not live uh we're gonna be back monday 12 30 we're only doing one podcast next week yeah but it's gonna be a great one. Twelve thirty, live on YouTube. Then it's Thanksgiving week, and then we'll be back. So a bunch of these athletes we talked to them; they're all running at BU. Yeah, in a five k. Get so excited! Going to be fast indoor so, track is here. Indoor track is already back.
0: All right, we'll talk right. to you guys on Monday. Peace.